Welcome to YEGMS episode number 35. For this episode, well, let me take a step back. Um, once again, I'm I need to apologize for the length of time it's taken me to put out another episode. Um, the reason for it is the beginning of December, I, I changed careers, and, and with my new position, I've been uh, traveling quite a bit. So in the last month and a bit, I've been to Calgary, Alberta twice, Vancouver, British Columbia once, and Stone Mountain, Georgia. Uh, that is combined with the, my new position, I work from home. So I've been building myself a new office in the basement of my house that is finally com complete and uh, I'm recording this in my new office. I'm really excited about it. Uh, so my apologies, but I should be getting back to a regular schedule now. But in all that travel, I mean, obviously I have a lot of time to think. Uh, you know, to drive to Calgary and back is about six hours on the highway. Uh, I had about a 17-hour day of airports uh, going, going to, uh, to and from uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia. So I had a lot of time to think. And one of the things I thought about, and I thought this might make an interesting topic for a podcast, is... What would I do if I were given or, or, or bequeathed a time machine? You know, in some sort of alternate reality where, where that kind of stuff is possible. So whether it's, you know, say a genie comes down and grants a wish and I get a time machine or, you know, I, uh, I meet Doc Brown and he turns a DeLorean into one or whatever, right? You know, it's an amazing thing about that that series of movies, Back to the Future, is that anytime time travel comes up in our in our modern lexicon, it's it seems that movie always gets referenced. Anyway, so if I were given a time machine, what would I do? Would I go back and change anything? If it was if there was a behavior or something that I was eating or drinking or lifestyle, you know, if somehow I could avoid getting diagnosed with multiple sclerosis? And it's an interesting question. You know, sort of the gut reaction, of course you'd go back and change it and you wouldn't, you wouldn't want that. But then when I thought about it, I thought, well, what a, look, look at all the things that have happened to me since my diagnosis. And would I, would I have achieved a place in my life where some of those things could have happened? So then I thought, well, maybe this question isn't as simple as I'd like to believe. I mean, obviously, anytime, you know, you could potentially go back and, and not get a diagnosis like MS, you would automatically think you would take it. But then I had to think, well, since I got diagnosed with, with multiple sclerosis, I met my wife. We welcome who I love dearly, and I, and I honestly, I, I couldn't have asked for a better partner in life. 
And we have welcomed two awesome kids in, in Bella and Jonah, um, who are just to join. Uh, you know, it was on, it's not just this past weekend. Uh, we had two family dances Friday and Saturday night. I don't know that I've ever been to a family dance previous in my entire life, but there just so happened the way it worked out. There was two, one on Friday night and one on Saturday night. Well, watching my kids on Friday night, it was at my, at my daughter's school. Dancing with the friends and, 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 and well, Bella's in grade one and Jonah's in preschool. It's not even his school. But watching them and, and seeing their faces and, you know, having it take me back to uh, what it was like at my first dance and how intimidating that was and, um, You know, just that, that feeling of unknown and what do I do and how does this work? And um, I mean, you know, I'm in a comfortable place like my school, but at the same time, it's so uncomfortable because it's such a different experience. But being able to share that with them, you know, was wonderful. It was an absolutely wonderful the thing to be a part of. And again, brought me back to thinking about this question. Would I change anything in the past if the option were open to me? And I don't think that I would. And I, that may be surprising to some people listening to this, but I mean, since I got diagnosed, you know, I got married, I had my kids, I started running, I ran ultra marathons. I ended up raising a bunch of money uh, in support of MS. Um, I started this podcast. Uh, I ended up in the career that I'm in. So it's um, it's not an easy answer. I think for I think for but that's for me. And I think it's you know it, it, it's it, we all have a different journey. You know it's 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 a different journey for each and every one one of us. You know so in stating that I'm not suggesting that you know, my response to that question would be yours. I'm just saying for me, I don't know that I would change in it. And the reason why is when I, the path I was on when MS reared its head wasn't a good one. It wasn't a healthy one. And it's my belief, and I can't prove this, but it's my belief that the lifestyle and path that I was on was a contributing factor to me developing multiple sclerosis. Prior to getting diagnosed with MS, I really struggled with relationships. I was that classic person who was always wondering if the grass was greener someplace else. And it didn't matter who I was with. I didn't really want to 100% commit to it, to commit to being in a relationship in the event that I potentially missed out on something better. 
that's a horrible way to live. I realize that now, but I mean, that's just how it was at the time. So looking back, you know, that was not healthy. It wasn't uh, right. And it wasn't fair to, you know, the people that uh, I interacted with, nor myself. So that 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 was a that was a problem. Um, another problem was I had a bit of a Peter Pan complex. I kind of refused to grow up. And now while I'd always managed to make enough money that I was you know to support myself, it it was the lifestyle outside of that. That was, you know, I, I, I lived an extended adolescence uh, well into my late 20s. And it could be argued even into, into my early 30s. Um, I, I was out every night drinking, smoking, uh, you know, doing that whole thing for a solid decade. And it didn't lead to great relationships. It didn't lead to great, you know, I, I mean, I have some really dear friends that came out of that period of my life. But it never led to anything positive for me in terms of growing as a person, growing in a career, growing uh, academically, socially, uh, you know, you name it. So I would have been sleep deprived, I would have been malnourished even though that I was taking in far more calories than I needed. Uh, you know, obviously cigarettes, I mean, that goes without saying how, how horrific those can be for, for you. And then top that off with uh, alcohol and, and lots of it. You know, that's a, that's a ref, recipe for inflammation, that's a recipe for poor health, that's a recipe for all kinds of other conditions outside of multiple sclerosis. So, but how does that relate to traveling back in time and not saying, and not deciding to change anything? Well, when I got diagnosed, it almost felt like to me, the universe was calling me out on my BS. You know, I think that this wasn't, uh, you know, this wasn't, specific to me, and I think a lot of people suffer from this, the, the delusion that somehow you're special. Again, that may sound shocking to some, but I hate to break it to you. And when I'm talking about special, I'm not talking about when you call your kid special. That's not what I'm re referencing. What I'm referencing is, is I think a lot of us like to sit and believe that there's something mythical about us individually, as individuals like myself, that sets us apart from the rest of the population. Somehow I'm special. That doesn't apply to me. The regular rules don't apply to me. I'm special. So I can drink all this, and I can smoke, and I can be out all night. I'm fine. 
Everything's okay. I don't need to change. I'm special. And I think, you know, this is all stuff that's in your own internal monologue, or it was in mine. I can't speak for anyone else, but it was in my internal monologue. And somehow, I'm set apart from the rest of the group. That stuff won't happen to me. I'm special. Now, whether my lifestyle directly contributed to me developing multiple sclerosis isn't, isn't for me to say. I would, my, my belief is that it, it, it did, but, um, you know, I can't say that as a, as a point of fact. But regardless, when I got diagnosed, it felt like the universe was calling me out on my BS and saying, hey, you're just like everyone else. You can't live that way and not expect a consequence. There are consequences to every choice you make. You chose to live a very hard lifestyle for an extended period of time. Here's the slap across the face you needed to wake up. Now, Luckily for me, the diagnosis and, and my MS has been falling, relapsing, remitting. Uh, I've been in remission now for a while. I mean, I still have daily symptoms like numb feet and fingers. Um, you know, I could, I, I, I could handle a week without anxiety. You know, if, if anyone knows how to take a vacation from anxiety, that would be awesome. Let me know. Email me. Um, you know, depression is, is a constant battle, but I find as long as I'm exercising regularly, then that, that seems to take care of itself. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I have drop foot. I had drop foot when I was, you know, when I was in, in, in Georgia a couple weeks ago. It's, it's warm enough there that I could run outside. So I'm running and I had, you know, roots, roots and drop foot. <laughs> they don't mix. Uh, kind of funny story about that. I was where we were staying in Stone Mountain, Georgia, there's a resort right across this man-made lake that's made by a dam across from Stone Mountain. So I figured I'd run across the Stone Mountain and I'm clipping along this lake. It's really pretty. It was really pretty. And there's these two guys out fishing in an aluminum boat and I'm clipping along the shoreline and I caught, had a bit of drop foot, caught a root, and then BAM! I was flat out on my face. Uh, I still have a bruise on my leg from it but uh, and of course these guys are like honestly 20 feet away from me on shore and they just kind of stop and look and I get up and try and act cool like nothing happened but I was in a lot of pain but anyway I was able to keep running but yeah so I'll drop foot I mean issues with my balance sometimes my eyes give a problems but for the most part I'm, it's been really really stable so again I'm not speaking to the people that you know have progressive or, 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 or currently in you know in the throes of an attack um, but yeah, I've been fortunate that, that my MS has been relatively stable and that uh, I've been able to live a, a relatively normal life uh, since. I mean, I've had hiccups here and there. I've had to go on the, the catalytium and, and, you know, every now and then, but uh, for the most part, it's been Anyway, so the diagnosis led me to really, really evaluate the lies that I've been telling myself for years. I mean, we're talking over a decade. And I'm still not through it. I mean, I'm 10 years, almost 11 years into my diagnosis, and, and I'm still peeling back the layers 
of the of the crappy lies that you tell yourself that that allow you to function you know whether it's regarding your diet or exercise or you know health just in general and 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 again it, but it's been a very freeing experience realizing that I'm not special you know the rules apply to me just like they apply to everyone else so how do I navigate and how do I negotiate and how do I, I uh, go through life uh, you know without, without some any sort of magical powers that I've been lying to myself that I thought that I might have had You know, so that was the that that was point number one. If you know, you're sitting there. For me, I had just turned thirty years old, and 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 my world was changed. And but what that did is, I had to be very critical of myself. So I started running. Uh, you know, at the time I was probably 260, 270 pounds. Uh, pretty overweight and so I started well I shouldn't say I started, <laughs> started walking to begin with and walking eventually turned into running uh, started to get my health in order my physical health but then it was time to work on my mental health and and I don't know which one was tougher uh, getting your physical health in order seems to happen a lot quicker than your mental health because I, I don't think that mentally I'm right to this day you know, I, I think I've come a long way, but I know that I still have a lot of work to do. But in working on myself, I had to, you know, it became very apparent to me I needed to tackle my phobias and my, the poor way I looked at relationships. And realizing that always looking for that greener grass meant that I was going to be perpetually always looking for that greener grass and that you know I was missing out on really wonderful things right in front of me and which led me to getting married you know I met my wife and I but I approached her in our relationship and my expectations from a completely different point of view, a completely different frame of reference. And it was the first time I ever approached a relationship where I wasn't constantly considering how other people might see it or how, you know, or wondering if if I was missing out on somebody better. And it's it's changed my life. I mean, I mean, she's changed my life. The, you know, we've been together now since uh, December of 2009. And we got married in August of 2010. And I haven't looked back. It's been, um, it's been amazing. And, 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 our, and then we have started having kids and our kids are amazing. And I, I think if I were to go back in time and change my, you know, getting diagnosed with MS and change this course of my life, I I wouldn't do it because I would I I feel like I would risk losing my wife and my and my two children, and um, it, it's just not something 
I would rather live a life with MS and have them than not not you know than to never have gotten diagnosed. If they're the trade-off, I'll make that trade ten times out of ten. So you know that's that's been my experience, and it's 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 a strange. For me, it's a strange relationship I have with my disease. On one hand, I, I, I would love to find out, you know, tomorrow that there's a universal cure. You know, you take this pill, knock three times, and, and it's gone. Uh, but would I go back and change anything in the past if it meant that I didn't get diagnosed? I don't, I wouldn't. Because I like who I am. But all now, and but a lot of that, and I like who I am now, and I like the way my life's gone. But a big part of that is due to the tough lessons that MS taught me, and I'm not giving credit to my disease to having a wife and child. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the, the way it unfolded, the way my story unfolded, the way my journey unfolded, um, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to separate the two from, from my point of view. You know, it, it, it's kind of like... When you, when you kick over that first domino... Right, and and I and, and I think that's what life is. It's just you know, when you're born, that series of dom dominoes is kicked over, and you just don't know how it's going to unfold. But in order to get to the end, you can't go back and take out, start taking out tiles. The path is what the path is, and um, and I think there's a level of acceptance that that I had to go through and accept the fact that. This has been my journey. This has been my path, and I have to accept it as as a totality. And I can't nitpick the who, how, and why. Uh, you know, in the infinite, you know, the universe is infinite. And how how do how does somebody how does the, the some creature like me, who's so small and so insignificant in the grand scope of the universe? How could you possibly question it? You know, um, whether you believe in God or a grand spirit or a grand architect or or whatever whatever faith frames your understanding of of the universe. Um, I don't think it's my place to question it. So that is a really long answer to what I go back in time and change what's happened to me. And I should, I could have just said no and offered no explanation, but um, that's my answer. Uh, be curious to hear yours. So on that note, if you want to hit me back with your comments or your questions or, um, or anything, you can reach me. You can always email me at Sean, S-E-A-N, at ownmultiplesclerosis.com. That's O-W-N, multiplesclerosis, all one word, dot com. You can also find me on Twitter at ownms.com1. 
And you can also find the Own Multiple Sclerosis page on Facebook. And you can also go to the OwnMultipleSclerosis.com website where there will be a companion post to this very podcast where you can drop a comment. This will also be offered on YouTube as well. So if you want to like or subscribe or drop a comment, you know, actually I don't turn the comments on on, on YouTube, so never mind. But yeah, I, 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 I usually hear from listeners after every episode, and I, and I sure enjoy it. And if anyone ever wants to be on YEGMS, just send me a line, and uh, we'll have you on, and you can tell your story. I've got just about two minutes left here, so for the next episode, I'm actually going to talk about cannabis or marijuana and multiple sclerosis. I'm going to talk about it again because it came up in the news again recently here in Canada. Uh, we're kind of at the... F- coming to the finish line of the federal government legalizing it, but um, whether that happens this year or not, I don't know. It sounds like they're every time they say it's about ready to go, there's a setback. But there's a lot of mixed information out there on whether or not it's effective for people with multiple sclerosis or not. I'll present some of the research that's been done, and ultimately, as always, like I say, do your own research and, and make a good decision for yourself. But certainly do the research first but anyway that'll be on the next episode so once again uh, email me tweet at me find me on Facebook go to ownmultiplesclerosis.com drop a comment on the command companion post to this website uh, to this podcast and uh, yeah we will talk to you again really really soon and I will for sure have another episode out in two weeks or less. Uh, promise. <laughs> I'm going to get in a regular schedule now. My office is built. Uh, you know, I'm settling in with my new job, so things will get better. So once again, thanks for joining me on YGMS. We'll talk to you again really, really soon. Take care. Everybody.